Chapter Twenty of the Submarine Boys and the Smugglers by Victor G. Durham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Brandon. Chapter Twenty. Jack calls for the three pounder. Mister Hastings, will you tell me, sir, if I'm to change our course? Keep after the schooner's light, Hal directed. Go wherever she goes but keep the same distance away from her as at present very good sir by the way corliss broke in jack's low voice remember that whatever passes to-night is in the line of duty aye aye sir you may learn some things from the talk between mr hastings and myself that you are not to repeat even to members of the crew very good sir then you will keep a tight watch over your tongue aye aye sir jack was satisfied he knew that the jackies of the american navy are to be depended upon when they are trusted if he failed to-night to detect any act of smuggling it would not do to have the word get ashore the next day that the grant had been slipping stealthily through the sea at night to intercept smugglers corliss lieutenant jack continued i will tell you what we are engaged in doing to-night as it may help you to more intelligent action if anything happens suddenly under orders from the department we are trying to catch the schooner and some other craft doubtless a steamship in the act of transferring smuggled goods i understand sir replied seaman corliss thank you sir you're thanking me for what jack pressed him for your confidence sir it always makes a man feel better when he finds that he is trusted by his officers and you will be careful not to speak of smugglers to your mates i shall not mention the word to anyone sir until i have your permission thank you corliss i am satisfied that i have made no mistake in telling you as much as i have may i speak sir asked corliss certainly then sir i have been certain for an hour at least that you are trailing a smuggler what gave you that idea why i suspected it sir because the circumstances wouldn't fit into anything else sir then laughed jack very quietly i'm glad i told you and imposed secrecy on you it wasn't necessary to pledge me to secrecy sir i belong to the navy too sir and i know how to hold my tongue when things shouldn't be told there go the flashes again interposed ensign hal one two nine three sets of three flashes this time a string of signal lanterns red white and blue going up to the schooner's mainmast sir reported seaman corliss that shows that we haven't been detected mused lieutenant jack aloud why hal asked because if she had sighted us the schooner wouldn't be displaying signals to the other vessel unless we're detected and skipper redbeard is signaling the other craft that there is danger near suggested hastings good i had overlooked that chance corliss three points to the northern three points it is sir jack watched until the submarine submerged nose had swung around as he desired steady steady it is sir 
the schooner is laying too hal reported her sails are flapping jack himself reached for the speed indicator soon slowing the grant down to mere headway i changed the course young lieutenant benson explained because i have an idea that the incoming craft with the searchlight will send out at least one more flash that will be when she picks up the schooner at that time we don't want to be within range of the flash and have our turret seen hal spoke but little now he was swinging his night glass over a wide angle i think i see a steamship he announced at last jack benson raised his own glass you're right he declared finally i can make out the big black hull with considerable distinctness there she is turning northward now and the schooner is hauling in sheets and filling to follow reported seaman corliss how soon are you going to run in and show yourself asked hal after some moments of silent work with the night glasses just as soon as i'm sure of finding some of the goods on both craft jack answered when the moment comes it will have to be decidedly fast work we must be sure to have both steamship and schooner clearly implicated in the smuggling i wonder if the steamship folks will put up a fight hal hastings mused it wouldn't be good judgment would it laughed lieutenant jack grimly this craft could sink the biggest dreadnought afloat but you wouldn't sink a steamship hal demanded hardly but the fear of our powers may stop the captain of the steamship from trying to make any resistance especially if he has passengers aboard hal hastings added i hope he has jack even while talking held his glass to his eyes there goes the flash sir reported corliss the steamship is picking up the schooner now he has found her the steamship is slowing down jack went on and the schooner is crowding on all speed to get up astern of the steamship we shall soon have exciting work it's a pity white can't be up here and see this game i'll let him come up jack nodded just as soon as we see any evidence of the cargo being transferred the steamship's flashlight was not again seen plainly the captain knew that that brilliant beam could work two ways by attracting to his own vessel and the schooner rather too much curiosity on the part of vessels that might soon be passing bring us up to the surface mr hastings directed lieutenant jack benson five minutes later i'm certain now that the steamship is passing cargo to the velvet the goods are going over the stern of the ship and the schooner's boat is picking them up as hal hastings rang the signal bell seamen below sprang up to execute the orders that would speedily follow on the indicator end of chapter twenty recording by john brandon